You're gonna have to be gentle. We're gonna have to go very slow. Get ready for an hour of comedy that hits the G-spot. Blast the clip right off. I don't know what to tell you right now. This is a safe space for anyone who's horny for comedy. That's all tongue, baby. The sun may be going down, but we are heating things up. It wasn't like intimate sex. It's like I'm just fucking. You know what's funny about sex? Okay, if a butthole and a penis were in a fire, and you could only save one of them, which are you saving? I'd probably save a penis. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But that poor butthole. Welcome to After Hours with Zach Noe Tower. Okay, wait, I shouldn't be laughing at myself. Welcome to After Hours with Zach Noe Towers. It's me, your host, Zach Noe Towers. And today I have with me the incomparable fantastic, hilarious, healthy, wealthy, wise, Sabrina Jalice. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Although, you know, my, my butthole is completely burnt up. No. Yeah. It died in the fire. It was your butthole that I left in the fire. Yeah, You and that friendly person that was in that opening, <laughs> gorgeous opening sequence, which I heard you have a 90 minute version of. I'd love to hear the 90 minute version. We do. It's the Christopher Nolan version. Oh, but my poor butthole all burnt up. <laughs> No, it's toasty like a marshmallow. All the hairs are singed. No! Yes! <laughs> Were there a lot to begin with? Um, Was it a web of well, hairs? Actually, let's get right to it. Yes. I won a pickleball tournament at the Toluca Lake Tennis Court Club. And what was included in the prize package was a year long of unlimited body hair waxing. You're kidding. So there is nary a hair on my butthole. That is such a good prize. It's incredible because I met my wife 14 years ago. Obviously, 14 years ago, I was tricking her into being like, my smooth body is absolutely <laughs> hairless. And then came the storm after I locked her. Sure. I never waxed a thing of course. ever again. Bigfoot vibes. This is feminism, honey. <laughs> Um, so now it's back to, back to gorgeous. I need to know like what the, how that prize came to be. Like who was competing and was this- Taro was competing. It was a celebrity pickleball tournament and it's this, um, it's a, a couple podcasts. One's called Bitch Sesh. Okay. Another one, June, da- Diane Raphael hosts and, and they do like these charity celebrity pickleball. It was Zach. It was like my wedding. Wolfie, my son being born, and then winning the pickleball tournament. (laughs) Stop. Because I, when I was younger, wanted to be a tennis player. Okay. And then I kept losing, so I was like, well, I don't actually want that. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't want me. (laughs) And so the pickle, like, if you can play tennis, you can crush at pickleball. Okay. So, and then there was, like, all these people wearing gorgeous outfits that were cheering for me and acting like it was a real sport. It is. It is. It is. And then I got paired with this ringer that owns a pickleball clothing line. And so he like flew in from Miami and he was gay and gorgeous. And just like every ball that came to him, he just put it away. Put that ball in its place. Put the ball in its place. He's catching him in his mouth. He's he's catching it. And then he spat it into my hairless butthole is how you bring it all back together in a way that doesn't quite make sense. But it's satisfying. It's it doesn't a need to. And it's satisfying. It doesn't need to. As long as you just say it. Can I now that we're in this region and I feel like this is the podcast to ask, has anyone considered taking off their balls completely? Because in my mind when I picture when I picture as people get older, their balls hang low and then they I picture sag. I I picture that kind of kind of being a detriment. Yes. Like swing hitting kneecaps and like ow, ow, ow. 
Yeah, but more so like getting pinched under your butt. Is that logistically something? Oh, like sitting on them? Yeah. So I can't speak to, no one in this room can speak to that age of balls. (laughs) I can see a few. (laughs) (laughs) And and there are specifically three people here and a few is referencing three. Um, uh, You're going to be probably not pleased with this, but I love like low hangers on a guy. Okay, so, like, tell me about that relationship. Um, <laughs> it started. Um, no, uh, it no, I don't. I I like the pendulous. I like that they swing. You like it's like meditation. Yes, <laughs> it's stress balls, but yeah. in my mouth. Oh, when you're mouth, you like them swinging in your mouth. <laughs> Is that real? Um, it's okay. Like this if is... you see some low hangings, you're like, all right, this okay. is this is gonna be longer than for, a. <laughs> for whatever reason, I think it's very manly to have oh. like low hanging balls. See, and I'm just trying to. I'm like literally Helen Keller of balls, and I'm trying to like navigate. <laughs> like I'm trying to like with all of my sharp senses, just like understand what that would feel like. Because in my mind, I just see them being adjusted all the time. They seem like a nuisance. Oh, they are a nuisance. But they're also, by the way, if you're a lesbian, you get into your 30s, all of a sudden the like sneaky surprise is that all of a sudden you're like, I need jizz. I need semen. <laughs> like you never suspect it. But as a lesbian, you will get to a place if you want kids that you're just like, I just need a dollop of jizz. <laughs> Which is, and the balls, so I want to honor that the balls are the crypt keepers of that magic potion. And so I don't want to dishonor that, but I do want to say after you get the jizz out, why don't get you lock them, them right off? Yeah. Lock them off. Okay, first of all, I identify as a lesbian in her 30s since 18. That's why we get along? Yes, I've always, I always want a dollop of jizz. Um, <laughs> wait, and you actually have a great story. For the dollop of jizz that great story. you really do. Yeah. Already, we could end the end the show right now, and I got what I needed. From well, you. I was born in a little patch of jizz, and um, <laughs> perfect segue. I opened my milky little eyes. No, but isn't your son's come my son origin comes story from come. comes from come coming yes, from come? Yes, a little crazy thing about my son—he was made from come. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, we have the only parent of a son made of cum. <laughs> but who is the cum? Who was the, the cum, cum so creator? I took, I took a surf lesson in Mexico, and my instructor was gorgeous, skin color, same as mine, wavy hair like mine, beautiful face like mine. I mean, you can't see it if you're listening on the radio, but you would crash <laughs> a goddamn car. And... And so I it, I felt like when I met my wife, Shauna, I felt the same thing. I just felt this, like, I just felt like, I want her eggs. I want you. <laughs> I just felt there was something important about him. And so I took a second surf lesson and asked him in the water. And he said yes. Wow. And you jerked and him I, right and there. And I lopped the... his balls off. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to ask if that was appropriate <laughs> that I did that. Now I'm picturing you with like one of those sticks with the handkerchief, but it's like balls. <laughs> and now I'm picturing me with two dangly earrings, but they're balls. <laughs> The Crypt Keeper of Cum will probably live in my head rent-free forever. And it is a animated series that Zach and I are pitching <laughs> after, the, after strike, the strike. After the strike. Although it is so cheap that it might not be Union. <laughs> it's animated by children is the beautiful part. That's it's where animated it by around. Cum. Comes around. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, okay, so for those of you who don't know, though, Sabrina Jalees is a fantastic comedian. She has a quarter-hour special on Netflix. Yes. You were 
in the show, Carol's second act. I was on that show. You've worked on Big Mouth. Are you kidding me? How do you know all this? Search Party, which you were also in. How the fuck do you know this? <laughs> I've been stalking you. Oh my God. Wait, do you have any? Okay, so those are your credits. And I understand why some people would be interested in that. Do yeah. you have any sexual credits? Sex credits. Yeah. Like, um, I've probably hooked up with over a thousand men. Okay, and that would my be... sex credits are that I've had three girlfriends, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I've made them all come, okay? <laughs> I've been broken up with twice, okay? And the third stuck. And the third stuck. With come. With come. Glued her right glued to you. my wife to me with, <laughs> with come. And I know that was the bridge too far with the come. I could tell. I can, you're, you know, we're pre-recording this, but I can hear your reactions. You said, too far. The maximum was the hoop earrings. Um, the dangly earrings. Yeah. So those are my credits. My credits are that I'm a great lover. My credits are that I'm fun to fuck. I believe My credits that. are that my wife is literally texting me right now being like, when are you home? Is that true? No, it's not true. Damn it. That's not, that's what the kids call Delulu. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that on TikTok like kids, are calling, kids are calling delusional Delulu, which I think is like so positive and good. Cause I love it. We're all Delulu. It's silly. So like make Delulu. the word cute and let's all say it. I'm God. Delulu. The, the children really are our future. The children are, are definitely in the future. <laughs> They're definitely going to be key players of the future. Um, yeah, my sex credits. Let me think. Well, no, uh, I, mean, I mean, honestly, those are pretty... The, those the, are good credits. The fact that you're like a right? confident lover and you said you made all your partners come. Yes. Wait, is, can I ask, <laughs> is faking it a thing? You identify as a lesbian. Yeah. Is faking it a thing in the lesbian community? For sure. I think faking it is just like something that people do to like end the sexual moment oh, that sure. they are not going to naturally climax in. I had such a hard time coming at first because I was certain that I was straight and I was like, well, this feels wonderful, but <laughs> I never, I think that if you, if you have sort of a linear path in your sexuality where you're like, you kind of like see where you're going, it's easier to get where you're going orgasmically. I think that I, I blame that for how long it took me to be like, oh sure, just like nudge it a little to the left and be like, oh, that's how you come. Cause I kept on being like, this feels good. This feels good. This mm-hmm, feels good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't building to like, it feels you, know? you needed ways I to needed, get to your orgasm. And I'm, I am so bad at directions. And I do think that that, <laughs> I, I think all of it ties together. It's like, it's, it's like, um, clo- it's like closeted vibes. It's like bad directions. And then it, it took me just a while to, to, I was to 18 when landing. I got my first girlfriend and I probably was like a year into fucking before I was like, ah, this is coming. Oh, beautiful. Isn't that Wait, weird? 18 though? is young for first girlfriend. Yeah. Secret girlfriend. Oh. Met her. She was a driver for Just for Laughs. I was just a simple straight girl wearing a halter top. Stop. And a skirt being like, let me hang out with this dyke. Let me, <laughs> let me be generous and give this lesbian a little bit of my attention. And then went to a gay club with her and some friends and they described it as like, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, there was, I was like climbing walls and just like, just trying to just like, <laughs> but still when I fell in love with her and it was an affair at first, I thought, Oh, I'm just going to like do this for a beat and then get back to and men. then get back to men. And then my pattern with men was like when I had a crush on a boy, if they liked me back, I actually had a material on stage as a stand-up before I knew I was gay about this, where I was like, ladies, you know what I'm talking about when you have a crush on a boy and then he likes you back and you're like, ew, I want to <laughs> hang with my friends. And people would laugh and I thought, oh, everybody this feels is... this way, but everybody actually was just like, this lesbian doesn't <laughs> no, know she's, she's a, a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was that. But so I've always been very um, monogamous leaning, very like um, wanting to build something with someone. And but my wife has fucked everybody. Really? Everybody that she wanted to. And I'm okay with it. (laughs) It's good. That's the way she is and was. You can't see this, but Sabrina's crying right now. Yeah. I'm I'm clenching my fist so hard that my fingernails have, have there's blood. There's blood. Yeah. No, I, she's just like, I met her and she's like, I'm a butterfly. And I was like, I'll clip your wings and (laughs) put you back in the cocoon. Um, but she, so, but what's funny about our son, Wolfie, I'm like totally daddy. I'm like, she, he calls me Baba, which is Urdu. I'm half Pakistani. So Urdu for dad is Baba. Okay. Um, he calls her mama and it's weird how like patriarchal vibes like bleed into my benefit where he was the other day asking, um, okay, so when you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, do you have to marry that person? And we're like, no, no, no. You have as many as you want. You date whoever you want. And then it's not till you find someone that you really, really, really love and want to spend your life with that you get married. Like before Mama and I met, Mama had lots of boyfriends and girlfriends. Before I met Mama, I had lots of girlfriends. He goes, yeah, but Baba, you had way more girlfriends than Mama. And I was like, I don't know what part of the patriarchy this is, but let's keep it. I love it. I love it. You're right. Baba crushed. But it was, in fact, vice versa. It was the other way around. But for wow. some reason, because he sees me as the more the man, masculine. Like the stud. Yeah. He's like, you were just slaying and mama was at home waiting for you to arrive. <laughs> Wait, how old's Wolf- Wolfie? 19. Stop. No, he's five and a half. <laughs> I knew I was like, <laughs> fucking psychotic. Wow. They already asked questions like that at five and a half, huh? Oh, my gosh. Such good questions. I should have them on the pod. You should have Wolfie <laughs> on the pod. You should. You've got to bleep out that whole intro. Be like, I would also shave the penises. <laughs> wait. Um. So you said your wife slept I with everyone. I can't wait, Zach. <laughs> yeah, my wife slept with so many people. She was just like uh, out there connecting. But you two are monogamous. I think if you can dance really good, then you fuck more people. Well, I mean, <laughs> it could happen and on the dance floor. she can dance really good. You know, if you see someone on a dance floor and they're dancing like they're like feeling all parts of their body, they're fucking more than you. That's okay. And they deserve to. I also just got an image of women being able to induce an orgasm on each other on a dance floor more easily than. Oh, yeah. Probably a penis having an orgasm on a dance floor. Yeah, women do have it all, Zach. You do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm. I'm just waiting for all the men to cut their ball sacks off (laughs) and join us. Talk about ending a sexual experience. You're like, I'm not feeling this. Chop. <sighs> yeah. But so people are not going to do that, right? Chop There's balls no off? Need. I invented the need that they need to chop the balls <laughs> off. <laughs> you both created it and you're solving the problem yes, right now. Yeah. Um, yeah for, for those of you listening, After Hours does not condone cutting off anyone's balls uh, this season. But, but you know what's crazy when Wolfie was born is that the first decision you have to make when you have a son is do you cut the end of his <gasps> penis Wait. off, which is in, I should not have the jurisdiction to I... be willy-nilly lopping. I've never, I've never completed a handjob. How am I now? I am now in charge of whether we cut. cut. That's the first decision. That is, um, God, Psycho. I want to ask if what decision you made, but I not- made, no, I made the decision. I'm not cutting the end of his. Thank penis you. Off, right. I got mine cut off and I'm very, I'm still and upset I have about the it. End of it. And I'm putting it back. If you perform well on this, on this episode, you're putting it back. I'm putting it back on. 
Oh my god, it's like proposal, but like a ring of my it's dick skin. It's a ring of the end of your dick Just skin. Put it it's yeah. so old, but Shauna and I have been putting lotion on it, and it's looking kind of alive. It smells bad, but that's something that, you know. You've been propagating it in like a cup of water next to like an avocado We've plant. We've been keeping it with our cornichons. <laughs> Stop! That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. A tiny pickle with a tiny pickle. Yes. <laughs> and then why did they start cutting the ends off? For, I think it was a cleanliness thing. It was like a cleanse. Because guys are, yes. <laughs> You've heard of the master cleanse? Yeah. <laughs> this is the masturbation cleanse. Um, no, it's, uh, yeah, they were prone to infection because guys, say it with me. Can't, can't clean their, clean their own, own genitals. genitals. <laughs> no, I know that. I looked into it, and I just feel like we're just cleaning. We're just t- teaching him to clean it. He's cleaning it. It's and then really simple. If he does, and we have a friend that was actually like a pivotal part in like weighing in on on because he had an uncircumcised dick, and he was like, "I love it. I love it so much." <laughs> Confident actor, British friend, and then a couple years after Wolfie was born, he was like, "I, I cut mine. <gasps> I hated what? it." Yeah, I hated it. And I'm like, oh, you can't trust British people. Or Certainly gays, not to British be actors, gay British actors, you cannot trust. No. If Bridgerton taught me anything. You cannot. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's also a thing I'll let you know in the gay community where guys do not like uncut dicks. Oh, God. I know, we're picky. I love them. For the record, if anyone's listening... And you're not using your foreskin, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm starting to like put the pieces together, but it's like, what am I going to do? Take him to the hospital now? (laughs) No, no, do not. No, he can decide. Yes. Like confirmation in Catholicism. He can decide if he... No. Uh, he can yeah, decide if you lost me. <laughs> um, oh, he can decide. you get confirmed in Catholicism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like in I eighth grade. I thought you were saying like confirmation and Catholicism. Oh, no. Unfortunately, they're they're tied together. They're tied together. Um, We're Let's getting get juicy. juicy with Sabrina Jalice. Shit. Okay, so we've talked a lot about your moist, moist sex life. But <laughs> what about, um? do you remember the first thing that like made your coochie tingle or that made you aware of sex? Um, For sure, it's Jennifer Love Hewitt related. I remember watching Party of Five and being like, I have a crush on Scott Wolf, but really I wanted to be <laughs> Scott Wolf while he was fucking Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt on yes. Party of Five. Jennifer Love Hewitt's name was Sarah on the show. I would watch every scene she was in in slow motion. Everybody knows the scene where she tells Bailey that she loves him and she's painting a room and her head moves in sort of a triangular motion and I called it the triangle and I watched that scene over and over again. <laughs> it's like the ever so slightest. She just goes like this with her chin like, a little triangle, and I watched it, and I thought about it all day long. I threw her a birthday party on her birthday, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I would have reoccurring dreams that her and I would be in Cancun. I'd never been there in my true life, but I was like, Cancun would be where we would vacation as friends, and we would be laying next to each other, and her hot arm would touch my hot arm, and we'd get goosebumps, and then boys would come up to us and be like, girls, what are you up to? And we'd be like, we don't have time for this. (laughs) We're on a friend trip. And I even, every single time this sort of reoccurring fantasy would play out, it would end with her hugging me and her warm breasts Mm. would be against, everyone's hard right now, her warm breasts (laughs) would be against my body. Yes. And still in my mind, I filtered it as like, it would be the friendship of a lifetime. (laughs) Because obviously I thought this was like, you know, in the 90s, late 90s. And I was like, well, being gay is mental illness. So I don't have that because I can do math. (laughs) So how would I be able to do math and be gay? It doesn't make sense. 
I just, yeah, that was. Have the you way. gotten to meet her yet? No, and now I'm like, I and like my agents said that they, they're like, you know, you're a writer. You could just like set up a meeting and talk about what she wants to do. And I just, I, it's too. And now I'm just like, you know, that Rihanna song, "We Fell in Love in a Hopeless Place." Of course, that plays, and and then I just think like, what could happen? We can't ruin our lives. We can't meet now because <laughs> that's my Delulu. Still, my Delulu is that we meet and she's like, I, "We've got to leave our partners. Let's go to Cancun. We've got to go to Cancun. My hot breasts are ready. <laughs> You've got to cool down these breasts." <laughs> no, I actually love that you get to leave her in the fantasy. Yes, yes, you cannot meet your sexual heroes from the nineties. Wasn't Nev Campbell also in that show? She was, and but that would you be, didn't. she would be like, well, you've got, I'm monogamous, you know? I probably, oh, yes, it was just yeah, JLH. Yeah. Something weird about me is that I am gay, and when it comes to being gay, I'm like, you, you don't have to be it to accept it. Just get it. And then when it comes to polyamory, I'm like the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> We're obviously, like, to people's faces, I'm like, oh, you opened your up. That's so brave. That's so brave. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, not in my town, homo. You keep your poly eyes off my wifey's thighs. <laughs> and so I was like that with Stop. with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I was like, oh my god, I'm you're a one. You're I'm so a one funny. girl closeted teen. <laughs> so you would never open it up. No. Would you ever have a guest star like a threesome? I think you know. Look, we've been together 14 years, and I feel like my wife would probably be into it. <laughs> I feel like if we were far away, like in Cancun, sure. and there was someone with like zero cell phone, <laughs> which is, I'm describing just a lunatic murderer now, <laughs> but like, I just want no way of contacting this person. Oh, oh, no social media. I want no follow-up. If it's just somebody that we can use as an object to, not, that's gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound just like it's- Somebody, to, you know, like if it's about just- us. Yeah. If we are the lead characters and there is a guest star, then I would maybe be open to it. I, you know, sometimes I'm talking and I feel like just Joe Pesci, you know, <laughs> and I know that. And I'm like, I just so that that part of me that feels like Joe Pesci in Home Alone is like, don't get the paint can in your face, you old bastard. Do something fun. And that's the part of me that's like, fuck someone else. But then Joe Pesci's like, but what then are you going to do after that? Huh? <laughs> The what bandits. The what bandits. Um, okay, so you. this is where AI comes into play. Mm -hmm. A perfectly robotic, non-human third. Yeah, but I'm already addicted to her. <laughs> she sounds <laughs> like she loves all my jokes. She's obsessed with she me. She does. Yeah. So like- You leave yeah, your wife sounds, for she the robot. Too well, she is a cell phone. I said no cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a fully, yeah. A Wi-Fi hotspot. Literally, mm. a wife. I hotspot. Wow. Okay. You so are, you come to me with words. I'll break them down and find others. You know, you're gonna be so successful in your field. Sex as full. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just keep on whipping the words at me. Oh, I'll whip it Is out. Is it possible for a podcast to win an Emmy? A Peabody for sure. Mm, P. Body. Okay. <laughs> Actually, so? hold on to that because we have a story later in the show. Oh my god, about a pee pee and a body. Yeah! <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you remember your first orgasm? Yes. I was in a hotel room. It was Gay Pride. It was in Toronto. And I think something about the hotel room yes. made me say, in this Marriott, 
I can come. <laughs> and I'm looking for sponsorship, okay? <laughs> but that was that, that was how it happened. And it was sort of like there was, we, it wasn't even our hotel room. Who was our? It was mine and my girlfriend's at the time. It was okay. somebody else's hotel room. So there was all of these sort of like otherisms that said like, you know what? Do this it. is where you come. Wow. Yeah. What's squirting? It's something that happens most times when I do sex with women. <laughs> do you squirt? No. Okay. The other women do. Yeah. Well, I I guess I wanted to know. Like, I'm kidding. I, I just, uh, <laughs> just Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci just improvising now. <laughs> well, I know there's like a debate on what squirting is. Yeah. And you're okay when you. I think planted... squirting is when jizz or or like cum would come flying out of your body. Okay. Which happens sometimes, yeah. If okay. you got, if you're like kind of like storing it up, sure. If you've got a lot of gloopy in there, and then you have a big kaboomy, <laughs> then much like a volcano, yes, yeah. Or what if it was like, and also just like lava, if when a woman squirts, that um, cum turns to rock, <laughs> and can be, mantle and can be whittled into sort of different shapes, souvenirs. When yeah. you fuck Sabrina Jillies, you get a fucking. You walk away with a fucking dildo. <laughs> Made of your own cum. And that's a promise. So if you're an object out there in Cancun without a cell phone, call JoePesci.com backslash. That's not a phone number. I can't. I'm dying. <laughs> Wait, do you remember your first time when you had, uh, like, with another person? Like, your first My sexual first experience with sexual another person? Exp- would, that, would a kiss qualify? If you want it to. My first Did it feel kiss, sexual? No. Well, okay. <laughs> let me just tell you what happened. I was at a kegger. That I've happens in America too? Yes. They're called keggers. Oh my God, okay. yeah. Because that sounds like a word that's like, American. it's a trick for Americans oh, to find really? out you're Canadian. Kegger. Oh no. No? Okay. You didn't even say it funny. Like, kegger, No, well, eh? you know, there's all, you know, like the thing that shreds things in the sink? What do you call that? Garbage disposal. And we call it a garburator. Oh, well, so that's you understand why. a word from the 50s yes. that we never use. But doesn't kegger feel like Kegger hangs out oh, with like, garburator. Well, keggerator would be yeah, exactly. silly. Okay, so we're we're at a kegger. <laughs> I'm 16 years old, so I am like an old maiden in terms of I should have kissed someone oh, by now. You okay. know, like all of the straight girls are like, oh my God, my I kid, like 12, 13 years old. And I'm like, why aren't us best friends just hanging out? <laughs> why are we all veering off the path to kiss these men? <laughs> um, but then, it, you know, I realized like, okay, I am literally over the kissing hill. I have got to kiss someone. Sure. So I'm drunk. I'm at a party. Someone walks out of the bathroom. He looks at me like with like, mm, like, like, I like, yeah, I don't know what he's, well, I don't know how this happened because we had not looked at each other at all, all night, but he walks out of this bathroom and then we just start kissing. Love it. And then somebody opens a door and pushes us in and I'm like, I'm going, no, I don't want this. <laughs> and so then I was sort of, we, but I remember the way that he was kissing me was just literal circles. Like a like a wind up clock, like circle, with his circle, tongue? circle, 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 yeah, circle, circle, circle with his tongue, yeah, no, and I said, bad kissers I, are the worst. I guess this is what being straight is. So it's like, <laughs> I guess in the nature, in nature, I was already gay, but the nurture that really pushed me, that really like just like that uh, sealed the deal, sealed the deal. Wow. I don't want this. What about okay? The sexual experience after that. Imagine like maybe I was gay just because I thought straight people kissed like that. And I'm like, I cannot. I get my mouth gets dizzy. I, 
Yeah, I would be straight, but like, who can deal with all those circles? <laughs> what? Doing donuts the, in your the mouth? The circles. <laughs> the circles. Uh, the fucking circles, okay? I'm not basic, I know. I know what you freaks are up to. <laughs> I, You're throwing me because you're so funny. Well, you know what else? You're what? attracted. I am. I am. You know what the worst part about me, though? To get you off the attraction? Yes, please. I get so excited and then saliva bunches up in my mouth and then it comes to the corners of my mouth and then I have to take an actual formal break and go like, (laughs) which most people are doing on autopilot. And so that's going to get you right back, right back on the ground. You need one of those dentist sucker things. I would love that. That just sits in the corner of your mouth, sucking up (laughs) all the the reservoir. Imagine I had a device that like clipped onto my ear and then hooked into my mouth that was just like low key, just like a reverse camel pack where it's yes. go, your spit's going into the camel pack. And then the audio person would be like, do you mind turning that off? And I'm like, no, no. Way, no how. I'm sorry, honey. I know you'd love me to turn that off so you can whip your tongue around in circles in my goddamn mouth, but it's not happening, honey. Your spitterator 5000. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then did you ever go through like a hoe phase? Ho phase. You're really, but you're a relationship girly. I was a relationship girly, but I did have a little bit of a rum springer when I moved from Toronto to New York. Got broken up with while I was in South Africa on Skype the day after a psychic in South Africa told me that my girlfriend was going to break up with you're me. You're kidding? She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you prescribe subscribe to like psychics? I prescribe to psychic.com. <laughs> Do you have a prescription? Well, <laughs> you I'm know, checking. my wife is very like feeling. Look at the moon. Bike rocks that are expensive Mm. call them crystals and I was very like raised by two immigrants that were like not supposed to like neither of their religions matched up so they were sort of like atheism's the way honey don't get tricked and so then I conflated that with this idea that like spirituality doesn't exist and now here I am you know raising this amazing child that came out of the miracle of calm. Surfages, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm feeling more and more connected to the universe and feeling more like, oh, that's something something about my wife that I can appreciate actually that she does feel that connection. Feel that connection. And so I am a little bit more prone to being like, you know what, people can for sure have premonitions. People can be connected to the universe. And that timing was crazy. Crazy. In South Africa. But anyway, broken up with in South Africa, come back to New York in my early twenties. And I was like, you know what? Let's get it started. No. Let's get. And that means I had sex with three different people. <laughs> <laughs> Two of which on the same night. <gasps> really? I did have a threesome. Stop. Yeah. I met some girls that were at NYU. One of them I was attracted to. She looked like Jenny from the L word, but like punched up good Jenny. Okay. And then one of them looked like my cousin and I didn't want to hook up with her. <laughs> Um, but then like you've been in threesome before several, so you know how it goes. You take one for the team. <laughs> you take one for the team. You, you know, she went to the bathroom and then we looked at each other and we're like, when in Rome, you yes. know, like, let's just start kissing. But as soon as she came back, the main character came back, we were like, we have to service the A plot. <laughs> <laughs> how was you it? You know, when the main character leaves and you're, it's like, you get like a little bit of the backstory. The B story. Of the, yeah. Of like, yeah, I guess it's cause my dad worked at a gas station and <laughs> I never really felt connected to, and then <laughs> the main character comes back Pivot and it's back. like, who cares? Who the fuck cares about your gas station dad? <laughs> you fucking day player. Your gas station dad. <laughs> I love that as the backstory. 
Same. <laughs> so we colorful. Should, you know, another show that we should develop. Gas Station Dad. Daughter of the Gas Station Daddy. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe Taylor Swift is the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her first like foray into TV. It's actually shockingly, I can think of 12 episodes immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. AI. Are you are you part AI? I am part AI. <laughs> it's, that's the AI part of me. More like gay eye. What? Oh, shit. That <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> oh. Wait, so this is a threesome of three individuals? Myself included. So, but no one was, no one was betrothed. No one was betrothed. Oh, okay. No. That's a very unique threesome. It was. Because usually it's like a couple, I think, bringing in a third. Well, it's the first time I'm hearing of that. Well, (laughs) I could be wrong too, but in my experience, it's always a couple that brings me into the fold. I did that sex. Yes, you did. I did another sex. (laughs) I did a lot of sexes. In three, two days. Okay. I was single for six months and then I met my wife. And then I said, you will be mine. And you slack some cum on her. It's in that, I just knew that I wanted her so badly. That's beautiful. I saw her and I said, I want you so bad. And have you had any second thoughts since? Yeah, sometimes you get in arguments and then, you know, like you're you're, you're like hormonal and you're like, why did we choose each other? <laughs> and then you have a snack and then you talk it out. You give a little hug and you're like, oh, yeah, we're good. Uh, wow. 14 years. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. You know what I think is so good? What? Couples therapy, baby. And not in a way that's like go in there with your, you know, to litigate things. Yeah. We started going after Wolfie was born. I started going to therapy to think about like, hey, what are the baggages that I want out of my trunk and definitely not to put in his trunk? And then we started realizing like, oh, we can, because we have all of this, um, not all this free trunk time, space. the opposite. What's all of this not free time? Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're occupied with raising this baby. We have less attention to spend on each other. Yeah. We should go in and check in and see sure. how everyone feels. And it's been truly, I recommend oh for my every single couple. It's romantic. Like I find couples therapy is like, it's like this sweet romantic thing that we're doing for each other and yeah. ourselves. You're investing yeah. in yourselves. Yeah. I have a gay gay couple, sorry, trigger, um, that <laughs> started going to couples counseling when they started dating. You have a gay couple? I Well, I know a gay couple. Okay. okay. It was just a kind of a brag. <laughs> I didn't want to throw you. Um, but I know a gay couple and- um, <laughs> And, uh, but they started going like preemptively just to get into the swing of talking things out. It's smart. It's good. And I think that is like, when you talk about generations, it's like, I came up in a generation, the same part of me that thought like, I can't do math and be gay because gayness (laughs) is a mental illness. And it's like, it's the same type of basic thinking that pulls people away from therapy when really it's like, you go to the gym for your body, go go to to the gym for your mind mind and your relationship. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I'm pretty much perfect is kind of the way that I pitch myself (laughs) on podcasts that I sort of know how to do things and... mm, just sort of, just kinda, like I just that. sort of get it. It's sort of a weird part about me. Anyway, tell me about you. Never. Um, <laughs> but the last part of getting juicy with you is what's a piece of advice you'd give to little Sabrina? Okay, put your dick back in your pants. <laughs> Can the balls stay out? Yes. They. I mean, that's why I started talking about them immediately. I was like, okay, if those are going to be out, can we get them surgically removed? <laughs> What if I spun around in my chair and the ball's just like wrapped around the base of it and then spun me backwards? Well, then we'd have a cold open to our animated feature film. 
What is a piece of advice you give to little Sabrina before she began her sexual journey? I would say this is like truly, isn't it the way it goes where the most valuable things could be, you know, seen as basic and on a magnet, but just be your fucking self, be you and every part of you that is different, that is uh, not the way your friends look from your bone structure to your deep ass sexy voice. Embrace it because that's going to be every part of you that makes you different is actually going to be your superpower. You had me at deep ass. Deep ass. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Fuck that. Actually, just um, try and deepen your ass, girl. (laughs) Try and make it real deep. All right. (laughs) This is... One of my favorite segments, it's this just in and out and in again. It's <gasps> sex in the news. Oh my gosh, what a clever name. Thank you. Um, all right, story number one. Thousands of infamous penis fish wash ashore after heavy storms. Wait, infamous? I know. I know these fish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thousands of so-called penis fish have washed ashore on a beach in Rio Grande, Argentina, shocking locals with their phallic appearance. The marine life, which which is actually a breed of spoon worm, officially known as Eurekis... Unisinctus was given its naughty nickname to its striking resemblance to the human penis. It's slightly larger than the average male appendage at 10 inches. The penis fish features a shaft and a large head complete with a hole that looks like a metis, which I didn't know that was what the hole of the penis was. So is this your dream or your nightmare swimming in a pool full of penises? Uh, will you take a fucking guess? Well, I didn't know a phallic thing. Oh my things- gosh, I'm seeing the pictures <gasps> of them. This is a, you know what? Depends wow. on my mood. He's like, okay, do I you- can appreciate dicks. I feel like their nature is dildo. Yeah, like, <laughs> do you introduce dick-shaped things in the bedroom ever? Um, yeah, but not as much as I feel like not basic a beach people. Pool. Like, I feel like in like bachelorette town or like just basic straight town, people think like, so you fuck every time you fuck, you put on a strap on and you fuck. And but it's like, no, there's that. like so many different ways to make each other come that sure. doesn't require like a little, a phallus, a little, uh, uh toiletries kit. <laughs> but Talk, putting a tarp down. Yeah. Sometimes. And also this is, those are what, those are, on average, 10 inches. Insane. We're talking like two inches short of a Subway $5 foot long. <laughs> that was so many numbers. I'm trying to put it together right now. Yeah. Okay. Do you like this? So I think, okay. I want to swim with otters one day. Okay. And I feel like it could be kind of similar. Swimming with a bunch of these like dicks. Little dicks. And they come around. They like, you know, they, they come up, sit on your shoulder maybe. They swim between your legs. This truly looks like a Lorena Bobbitt massacre. <laughs> it looks like Lorena Bobbitt's fire festival. Oh my God. Talk about it's uncircumcised. Insane. They look like uncircumcised Circumcised dicks. Penises. Wow. I mean, yeah, I kind of want to see. It should be a tourist attraction. Like people go to see bats wherever that is in Austin or something. Yeah. And the it, turtles mate and stuff. Yeah. This should be like a go see the dicks ashore, the Rio Grande. A hundred percent. And also just like affirms the reality that like if there is a God or whatever, like the universe is just like. L-O-L. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, this is like, they started with, like, the basics, like, monkeys, humans, all of that, and now they're just like, let's make fucking fish dicks. Let's do it. Fish dicks. Fish dicks. Some tartar sauce washes ashore, I'm Uh in. And also fish sticks. (laughs) So that's, so that's 100 points. I think that's your improv uh, team name. 
Thank you. The fish sticks. Ladies and gentlemen, the fish sticks. <laughs> okay. Uh, story number two, Battle of the Bulge. Hampton's men flock to doctors for penis injections in hopes of beefing up for summer. Physicians told the Post that the hottest spot for men in the Tony Long Island beach crowd this summer is the doctor's office, where they're demanding penis injections to enhance their below-the-belt assets. I love, like, whoever is putting this press release out of, like, not only do I have a penis that I'm insecure about the size of, I'm getting <laughs> needles in it, and I'm getting a publicist. <laughs> I mean, who's announcing it? This for sure was like the doctor probably paying like everyone's getting their dick in hand. Everybody's over here. Not just me shooting needles (laughs) into my own dick. But I guess like penis size is important, right? It is. And I think specifically men uh, feel a little um, judged in their swimwear, like Speedos and stuff. Uh I assume they're talking mainly about gay is it this? Oh yes, almost has to you. Is it a thing in the straight world? Where in the straight world, where circle circle tongues be all the rage? <laughs> are bulges like? I'm sure they are a thing. Like bulges are like bulges are important, Sabrina. And I really well, resent you asking me, me that. Let me say, you can't look away when there's a bulge. You cannot look away from the bulge. I'm fascinated by bulges. Like gray sweatpants season. At all of it. And I think it's cool and hot and cool. And I guess I, I mean, what, what how do you bulge. get, how, how much uh, are you gaining from this? Oh, so that's a great question. I don't think they list inches, but the injection helps with erections, makes it look bigger and feel more plump. I love that they're just inventing willy nilly all these things for dicks. Meanwhile, women stay just dying in childbirth. They're like, well, we could sew her up, but I I heard this needle gives your dick about a centimeter. <laughs> it's just like constant new ways for dicks to live on forever past the crypt. They're gonna they will fully invent a way to make your dick alive after you die oh, for before sure. they allow a woman before they uh, give their women right to rights. choose. Yeah. And I hate to get political because I do get in trouble from my daddy about it. Really? No, I'm kidding. Does he hate, okay, Imagine. I was like, does he hate women? Um, but this is interesting. They do list the price range. What is Do it? you want to guess what mm. the price range is? Uh, 10 bucks an inch. <laughs> 11000 to $20,000. Okay, so I was close. <laughs> <laughs> that is, okay, so, but again, like you said, penises are at the top of the patriarchy. Like, yes. men, and then their dicks are like the six inches above them, basically. Yes, but so, then you're not fixing the psychological insecurities of, like, growing up with a little peen. Because I, I, oh. I don't know, let me tell you something you can't guess already. I don't know a lot about dicks. But well, what do you want to know? What I do, what I do know is that there is when people say little dick syndrome, you can have a little dick and not have little dick syndrome. You can be confident without a little dick. But there's some types of attitudes that men's have that I'm saying use those men's those the the little dick and the energy. Sometimes you have like the energy, yeah. Well, you know what really sucks: mm-hmm. a guy with big dick energy who has a small dick. Because mm, then how it's often just like you false advertising. It? Um, it happens occasionally. And is it okay for you if you hook up with someone and they have a small dick? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm getting more to the point as a woman in her late 50s, I (laughs) gravitate more towards like the connectedness now over just like the drunken fun, if that makes any sense. So like I'm like vetting guys a little bit more. And if they have like a average or below average dick, we'll make it work. This is obviously a gay thing. So, but like, I'm like, I would rather a small 
Oh, definitely. When it comes to getting railed, I don't want a Chipotle burrito in my butthole. No. I want like, and not a baby carrot either, but like, no, man, a, a Red Bull. A Red Bull. A Red Bull would be nice. Sugar-free if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Who can afford all those calories? Wait, this is actually a great... Did you guys ever hear of um, the man who had pups? Have you heard of pups? No. In, so, like, guys are adapting, like, uh, adopting, like, dog-like oh, things. yes. Like, cartoon sex. Kind of, like, dog masks, like, tails and stuff. Like, yes. it's called pup play. And they, like, kind of, like... They act like puppy like. Yeah, why are pups the thing that's taken over? Because like otter play, kitten play. Lord knows, knows, but it is a thing, and it's growing. These men were signing over everything to this man, their owner, like signing over oh their money, their their medical rights, all these things, and he would inject their balls <gasps> with saline to make them big. No, like big. So these guys all were like muscular and stuff, and they looked like French bulldogs with like big balls. Oh my and God. And I think one for sure died. No. And from I, big balls? From big, I think it was saline poisoning or something. And Guys, maybe do two. do not do this. But yeah, and like, I think the guy didn't get in much trouble because he had like, they had signed their lives away to him. I truly don't care what job my son does, what sexuality, what gender they, they want to express as long as they don't become a pup. With big balls. With saline balls. Totally. I hope there's new genders soon. I wonder which ones are going to drop. Um, well, I just, I just dropped one. Joe Pesci. Joe oh. Pesci girl. I'm definitely not a Joe Pesci girl. But <laughs> <laughs> I can say with confidence, um, I don't support the Joe Pesci tribe. Joe Pesci tribe. girls are lesbians who are sort of mask um, and a little bit of a weasel. And they... <laughs> they rob you. They if you're not looking. with Joe Pesci as he was portraying himself in Home Alone 1 and 2. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, the last story, the world's most dangerous sex position. UK-based surgeon Dr. Karan Raj states the world's most dangerous sex position is none other than, can you guess? And we're we're unfortunately talking about cis, hetero, for the okay, most part. Okay, so circle tongue on the genitals, <laughs> where you actually do the circle so fast that it saws It does a your, crop circle. Yeah, it crops your gens. No, it's reverse cowgirl, because it can break dicks. Oh, what and is it, a reverse cowgirl? It's when the guy's laying on his back and the girl has her back to him, but straddling him. Does okay. that make sense? Because cowgirl is like riding the guy like a like a cow, and so she's going backwards. Reverse, reverse. Yes, and then what, how does that become? The slide to the left is where it gets dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it says uh, it's this position is responsible for fifty percent of penile fractures. Although there isn't a literal bone in the penis, dicks can still break. It's so incredible what straight people are doing and the dynamic and just like in my mind, what I'm picturing is that like when a woman is fucking a man, she can just grip the dick and then and then just slide to the heart. left. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-cha real slow. Yeah. And break that dick break off. Break that dick right off. Oh, did any of the guys have phantom pains talking about dicks breaking just now? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Just I a, mean, okay. I'm yeah. glad we're talking about this because I have this thing where when I see like a gruesome accident or like hear about something horrible, my pussy quivers. Mm. She goes eh. like in excitement, <laughs> not no. excitement. Like get my shawl. No, like in shuddering. Oh, like. Huh. But I'm like, is that BDSM? 
is that what? Because oh. in my mind, I, when I see when I read about BDSM, I'm like, as a Joe Pesci girl, I'm like, not for me, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I like I can't connect to it. But then when I when I like read about a horrible or like if someone describes like a really bad cut that they got, my pussy's like, oh, oh, I'm here. But I think, oh, wait, I'm here or like pay attention to me. Um, or is it like get us away from that? I think it's more like the feeling of like when you start to fall asleep and you fall. Yes, and you kind of scare. Yes, you have it. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Thank God. Phantom pussy syndrome. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ! <laughs> I have a sister. <laughs> so you, when you hear about a really bad thing, your pussy shudders. Yes, yes. Oh Maybe my that's because where right, life good. comes from, and it's like life has been lost. And it's yeah, like, yeah, you're pour right. one out for my soul. For That's my soldier. what I like to think of it. It's just like, <laughs> it's cute little empathetic Brene Brown pussy. <laughs> Brene there Brown pussy. strength and vulnerability pussy. <sighs> I hope Brene Brown gets a Google alert for being no- <laughs> mentioned in this pod. I love her. I do too. Um, wait, okay. And so as part of sex in the news, can you think of, is, is there anything in the media right now that you find incredibly sexy? Anything in the media that's incredible. I'll say Barb, like the Kens and Barbie have been kind of a reawakening. They especially, and this is no spoiler, they ref. Were you a Barbie girl? Did you hang hang out with Barbies? I had them all, but it was more to like get the girls back to my place. Sure, sure. Like I got Tootsie, I got Midge, I got what do you guys want? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then we'll play Full House and I'll play Uncle Jesse. But let's start with the appetizers, the Barbies. And um, then, oh my gosh, never forget the what? day the day of the massacre of the Barbie hair when I was like, I'm going to be a hairstylist and I cut all their hair and then they were disgusting to me. And Have I you said, seen? Put them in a shoebox and take them away, mother. <laughs> Bury them in the backyard. Yes. They come back and haunt you. Yeah. Um, did you see the movie yet? No. I did see the movie. Oh, weird and Barbie. And Wolfie has seen the movie twice. Does he love it? He does love it. It's fun. The marketing is incredible. It is. Yeah. But um, Ken Blobs were a big part of my, like, I needed to check every Ken in case there was a penis there. Was there was one penis. But they were always, it was always blobs. Well, you know what they did with all the Ken penises? Throw them on the shore? That's right, in Argentina. <laughs> That's right. And the issue that Mattel had was that the penises were 10 inches, the dolls were 8 inches. They thought it was profane. But that was just confidence on the toy maker. Okay. You don't invite me on here unless you want some cold hard facts and history. <laughs> we got a penis truther, Sabrina Julius. <laughs> All right, um, this is thoughts and prayers. We hear from you, the horny horny listener. Um, if you have any questions, stories, advice you need, um, email us at afterhourswithzachnoetowers at gmail.com, the longest email Gmail's ever had, or call and leave us a voicemail at 323-473-4533. Incredibly anonymous. Spreejalees, I was I've waiting been here with bated breath. Two hours, and I've started to decide to flirt with a camera. <laughs> Just oh my god, you're staring down the barrel of I the gun. Did not know it was there, and now I'm kind of interested. Well, <laughs> while you're doing that, actually, a part of this show is um, the montage. Uh, so we, uh, you're already doing it. That's the least favorite one. Yeah, that felt yeah. like you stubbed something. <laughs> stubbed a toe. Um, that's great because all of my stubbed guests- Stubbed a camel toe? Oh God, I gotta go. I gotta go. Either the ADD medicine's wearing off mm. or it's kicking in. Mm. Mm. Okay, so this is an email uh, entitled Funny Kink Story. 
Um, I had to send this from my super anonymous account since I'm married and I hooked up with this guy on the side. Oh, shit. How do we, well, we don't like, you don't like that. Well, well, let's get into it. Okay. I'm 48 and I met this guy, 26, on FetLife. For those of you who don't know, FetLife is a fetish community. Okay. Website. Um, we had a good we had good online chemistry and lived close by, so I agreed to hook up before we met. I ended up meeting him briefly the day before we hooked up, just because I needed to verify and check him out. He was bigger than I was used to, and his so kiss- which is so weird already. Really? Well, just that she's like, I agreed to fuck him before we met, but then upon inspection date, it's I like, did. What is this website? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was bigger than I was used to, and his kisses were way too saliva forward. <laughs> You gotta suck it back, honey. <laughs> but I decided to go with it anyway. For context, I'm a big girl and I like smaller guys because sex just works better with a smaller guy. As a smaller guy, can confirm. <laughs> we're easier to toss around. Um, so we were both interested in experimenting with golden showers. Do we know what that is? That's when you pee pee on somebody while wearing jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> jewelry optional. Um, and we had other kinks in common like spit, spanking, etc. Things were awkward at first. He was nervous and I just felt like we lacked in-person chemistry. His vibe just felt off and it put me off. We got into it anyways and I tried to just go ahead and pee on him and I really had to go, but it just would not come out. It's almost like my body just rejected the whole environment and said, nope. I mean... (laughs) She was pee shy. There's so many moments that I'm just like, what... You didn't want to fuck him, but then you will. And then like you, you, the agreement is that you're going to spit on each other. I'm like, or spank. And then what's at that point, what could be off putting? I mean, like you've agreed to hit each other and spit each other. It's like, isn't it better to be like, I fucking don't like you. <laughs> and then it's like, a, yeah, Seems I'm gonna like piss on this in. garbage. Um, I also think maybe being 48 ties into like, I'm here. I'm not going to go through this with another person. I feel I'm like just gonna... when I'm 48, I'm I'm going to be like, you know what? I, no. I'm out of here. I Got it. Yeah. That makes sense to me too. I'm going to go home and watch Queer Ultimatum season <laughs> 95, honey. I'm 20. So, um, okay, so okay. go on. Because he was a big guy, I just assessed the safety situation and just played it off and pretended to like I wanted to fuck. Yes, this is a thing women do. Oh, like just go along with it. Because she was scared of him. A little okay, bit. Okay, now I hate him. I, but it's so weird too because it's not, I don't she's know She's big and she's criticizing him for being big. Oh no, I guess just that like, she hasn't said, he hasn't done anything outright to be wary of. Okay, but it's believe just his... all women, Zach. <laughs> God, read between the lines. No, He's you are. an asshole. You are right. He is wrong because he is he. Mm-hmm. Um, Now we're fucking and it's just part way good. Okay. Um, I started talking dirty to him to make him fuck me harder. Okay, so. Okay, I'm back on his side. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying shit like, smack my ass, daddy. Do you do daddies in bed? No. Mommy? No. Okay. No daddy, no mommy. Good. Just, um. There's no family in the bedroom. Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) This is my anesthesiologist, Sabrina. She'll be fucking me today. Um, at one point when he got a good slap, I said, yes, make it hurt. And this fool literally punched me in the ass. Like what the actual fuck? He did two punches back to back and I was in such shock. It took me a moment to realize what happened. I immediately said, no, don't punch me. I just meant spank harder. Like who goes from a, goes to a punch from a spank? Even after all that, I was going to just ghost him, but he texted me and wanted to hook up again. I told him, no, I wasn't interested. Instead of taking the L and moving on, he asked me why. So I cited his lack of safety and education about kink and the fact that he literally punched me in the ass and who the fuck does that shit. To be 
petty. I posted a screenshot of that final text exchange on FetLife. These dudes keep bragging that they have all this kink experience and don't know shit. Okay, what about your husband? Is she married and she's doing this on the side without him knowing? Yeah, it sounds like it. And then you've got the imprint of two fists on your ass? Yeah, that's going to be hard to explain. (laughs) Maybe she got I got shot in the back by a cannonball. But also, when she said punch, I was like, please be in the ass. Because it can take it? That's the best place to get punched. For sure. It's meaty. I think you need to be open with your husband. Is you're, I know you're not asking about this, but it sounds like the beginning of this was the actual main event. Is like if you're gonna be fucking on fet fet life, fet life, then like met life, but yeah, with with fet, piss, with piss and spit, <laughs> then tell your husband so he can go fuck people too. I love that equal yeah. opportunity. I I also believe in having everything out in the open and not having big secrets like this cuz it just leads to like what if you had gotten seriously hurt from a stranger on the internet and then like, you know. Yeah, my dials went up on her when she was like scared like confessed that she was like fucking him cuz she was like scared that he would do something to her then I was like, okay, he's the bad guy, but but I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess this, this isn't a game called Who's the Bad Guy. Is <laughs> what I'm starting to realize. But I agree. I would have glazed past that first sentence, but it's like you're going, it, the first sentence maybe was the meat of this whole thing. Yeah. You got to be honest. Okay. Um. Hi, Zach and After Hours crew. Oh my gosh. That's us. That's wow. so nice. Okay. Um, I All right, we're famous. Um, <laughs> wanted to share my, oh my God, I can't believe it's happened sex story with you. So I'm 48 years old. Oh my gosh, your demo is specifically 48. <laughs> I was 47, so too young for after hours. But. Um, 47, eight, eight, 48-year-old, 47, eight. 48-year-old recently out by male in a 20-year relationship with my wife. Well, part of the confession of desiring dick was my desire to have my 100-pound wife strap on and rail my ass. Well, high fives around the room because the day I got her to try it on, she said, well, I'm ready. Let's do this. So on my back, she jumped on top and fucked me. Victory! Thanks for everything with much love, Anon. Oh. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. That is all of us. That is everyone in this room. We got that 100-pound woman to rail her bisexual husband. (laughs) And now she's 108 pounds. (laughs) Eight pounds of silicone. Okay? I simply love that. That's so awesome. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, because I feel... My wife dated more men than women before we met. And I... and. Sometimes people will talk about bisexuality in this way where it's like, how could you ever decide? And it's like, no, you like the idea of committing to one person is already this leap of like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be us forever. Let's keep it exciting. So like, yeah, for sure. Get your hundred pound wife to put on a dick and fuck you. Yes. And that goes for anyone listening. Yes. Do not go to FetLife and start pissing and shitting on people. That's the other option. Okay? But if you do and that, that you goes have to be for honest. every straight couple listening. You either get fucked by your wife or she fucking gets punched in the ass by a stranger who we don't know whether he's good or bad. 
Okay, last email. I started my Zoloft journey like a, a year and a half ago and saying how it changed my life. I like my- A I, year and a half ago when I was 46 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like my family and enjoy my life again. I can come no problem, but my want for sex has dropped completely. My husband is a snack and I'm super attracted to him. Pre-meds, I constantly came on to him and we had a lot more sex. If my husband comes on to me, I always do it because I know it will be good, but I just don't desire it like I used to. Help, how do I get my sex drive back? I miss the spicy fun we would have. Now I feel like we're going through the motions. XOXO, you're hilarious. Love you. So that was just to me, but you guys, I love you too. I don't know. Look at the PS. PS, your crew is incredible. They inspire me every day. My husband strapped on a dick the other day. Um, I think, look, my, I bought my parents a Yorkie. Okay. And a Yorkie's got to eat. They can't skip meals. And sometimes that Yorkie doesn't feel like eating. So you know what I do? I take that Yorkie. I put a little wet food in its mouth. The Yorkie is. And guess what? She feels like eating. And that's what sex in marriage is sometimes. You got to put a little wet food in your mouth. So get some dog food. So sneak (laughs) up behind your husband and just put a little in his mouth. No, you got to just like fake it till you make it a little bit. And then there you go. You made it. When you say that you can come, no problem. That's awesome. The whole end result is that when you come, there's like this release. There's a bit of a life force in you. There's a bit of excitement. You've also satisfied your partner in a way. So think about just, I I guess you're used to pre-Zoloft having less head and more heart. Now you need your head Maybe some more head. To give a little more head, you get a head. Give head from the heart. Give head from the head and then slowly maybe it'll seep into your heart. Yes. Yeah. Like heart disease. That it's like, it doesn't, I think that one thing about uh, monogamy that people, <laughs> that people get wrong is this idea that like you are entitled to continue to like thirst and yearn for each other in this way that like without trying. And it's like, no, of course you've got to keep on trying. You know what I love to do? What? Fuck. <laughs> I love to have sex in different places. Oh, you like know, locations or di- different locations. Yeah. Different in the house. Lo- in or the like house. And you know what also is great for Runyon? women on Runyon Canyon. I'll send you the GPS coordinates. Great. Um, Drop but, a pin. But um, yeah, there's these uh, vibrators that we have that are like little necklaces. pendants. I have pendant one. Necklaces. Yeah. And it's you have one from it was from a um, um a promo box. Can I have it? From, yes. Because my batteries are running low. Because oh, I'm using it <laughs> because it's fun because that that you can come in any place. And then all of a sudden you're like in Sicily at a winery, perhaps. OK. Uh-huh. And you and your wife are alone. You and your man are alone. And then he can make you. Then there's like this new excitement to it. Sure. Yeah. You're just sipping wine and you hear. Exactly. OK. I'm getting a page. Well, I do think <laughs> <laughs> that's all great advice. The Zoloft of it all. I think it's also one of those things where like your mental health and your family and all these things are great. So like something might dip a little and like just be patient with yourself and like enjoy it. Engage because you know you're going to like it. But also like as you get older, as you know someone more, like sex is going to get a little bit less intense. Yeah. Zoloft or no Zoloft. Yeah. So just uh, get a hundred pound woman. Just do do what I said to do. Yeah. Joe Pesci. Circling back to what I said to do. (laughs) Do that. Get a vibrating necklace and shove it up your husband's asshole. That's right. Um, uh, Sabrina, this has been honest to God, one of the most enjoyable hours of my life. 
And I promised that to you. You did. When you asked me to be on the show, I said, you are going to have one of the most enjoyable experiences of your fucking adult life. So fucking strap on and get ready. You already did our montage, which you will be added to post haste. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other, do you want, is there any other noise that has come to mind since? Okay, perfect. That The Yorkie, the Yorkie's now in the mon- montage. Yep. It's the Yorkie running up to the pups, trying to get the saline out. <laughs> How can people find and support you? Oh, people can go on Instagram. I'm at Sabrina Jalise. You can go on there. You will find so many clips of me working out that I need you to comment on. Otherwise, I'll stop working out. And, (laughs) you know, I just recorded a podcast with my friend Mae Martin that's going to be out early next year on Audible. Mm. Hate to mention a competitor. Um, No, I don't have competition. Neither do I. We're fiercely like staring into each other's eyes. I went to go high five and she actually did not like it for a second. Okay, so we're fighting at the end and that's a perfect time to fight. That is a good time to fight. And it's a cliffhanger. (gasps) Will they ever get back together? Will they fuck in the green room? Who's taller? (laughs) I think we might be the exact same height. Well, I'll just take this basket of Argentinian fish dicks you gave me. (laughs) Be on my way. You're incredible. Thank you so much for doing this. And everyone listening, keep sucking and fucking. And guess what, guys? You're worth it because I said so. (laughs) 